<clears throat> I love saying boom after we after we do that. <laughs> it's like a Sopranos kind of bada bing bada boom kind of. Dude, thing. I I've actually not watched Sopranos ever. Neither have I. That's like maybe we can do Avatar <laughs> the Flast Soprano. <laughs> Sopranos the first Airbender. <laughs> well, it would be the first for both of us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The first mm -hmm. mutual viewing. The first Gabagool. Gabagool. Anyways, let's get started. Episode 4, Season 2. Yeah. What is this episode even called, sir? The Swamp. This Season 2, Episode 4, The Swamp. Wait, wait, wait. Is it Episode 3? Did we... Did, did I watch the wrong episode? Which one did you watch? <laughs> no, we, we already did Swamp. What are you talking about? No, we watched it, but we didn't record it. Oh! <laughs> Oh, yeah. you watched Avatar Day? I watched Avatar Day. Oh, but still, okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. Dude, the swamp Do was such a good episode, actually. It was a good episode. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I fucked up. And we're man. about to talk about it. And listeners, you're in for a treat. Cause it was a great episode. It's a, the swamp's a great episode. I gotta, I, I gotta scan this man. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So while, while Peter quickly recaps in his brain, this episode that we're about to do, I want to just say welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This is Avatar The First Viewing. This is the podcast where we watch the show Avatar The Last Airbender for the first time. Peter is our first time watcher, and I'm Eli. I'm your Avatar expert. I've seen the whole thing, and I've seen Korra. And we go through episode by episode. And right now, we're on kind of the beginning of season two on The Swamp. The Swamp. Swamp. Donkey. So why don't we always start it off with a bit of a recap now that Peter has a chance has had a chance to go back and review the episode. Peter, hit us with a recap. All right, the newbie recap. I'll do my best. I saw this episode like a few weeks ago. We've been we've been busy people, been I guess. Yeah, we've been slacking. Um okay, so the swamp. Basically Angang on top of Yip Yip Appa is flying, you know, they're they're in Did search. You say yip Yip the Appa. Yip Yip Appa, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> on top of Appa, you know, flying around, um, getting to, I don't, they're I'm already, traveling. They're, they're, they're looking, they're they don't looking, have a purpose. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they're, I, they're generally looking for the earth master yes. airbender, earth but teacher. it's, it's, it's kind of like, whatever, it's beside the point, but they're flying over this big swampy forest area and Aang has this like internal, like chi focus calling towards the, the swamp and like starts flying down, down towards it. He's almost like taken by the natural pull of it, of the spirit of the forest. And then Sokka's like, what are you doing? This looks sketchy as hell. Let's get away. And then they try to get away. And then this big typhoon tornado comes up. They ultimately crash into the swamp. It's a mysterious, weird looking like Lord of the Rings ass, confusing dark swamp. Get, they're lost. They're separated from Appa. They get separated from each other. And they have these weird visions. And eventually they have to fight like moving branches and vines and grass monsters. Yeah. And then Appa gets hunted by these tribal, like he's like Hicks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very like Louisiana. Bayou yeah. Yeah. Inspired. It's very Bayou, Florida. Yeah. Like, um, it's like Asian and like foresty, but also like, yeah. Bayou, like, yeah. uh, like American Hick trope, like, and a great voice acting. And Appa gets hunted down, but eventually they all kind of like realize that they're all good people. And then they eat 
meat by teepees and fires and catfish crocodiles. And then they discuss the spirit of the forest and how it's actually all connected. It's like all connected to the main tree that they're protecting, this like transcended Mm -hmm. swamp guy. And also like these guys are waterbenders. What are they doing here? It's Mm -hmm. really interesting. They're kind of yeah. just like hiding out in this forest. They're waterbenders and they bend grass, which was really cool. I forget like what the big thematic takeaway was from the uh, spirit guy. The spirit guy is, is – uh, I kind of want to get into him a little bit later. But last yeah, yeah. thing I want to cover is Zuko's B story, Zuko and Iroh. Yeah. They're, they're peddlers busking for some gold coins to get some food and they're kind of being humiliated. Zuko doesn't like it. So at the end of the episode, he puts on his blue spirit mask and he steals the two broadswords from this man that was taunting them earlier. And he's ready to become the blue spirit again sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is great. This is like – this is the suffering and the ego pain that the prince – literally the prince right now goes through yeah. to become more enlightened and mature. So like this is the coming of age turning mm-hmm. point like – and I love it. I love it because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah are, we, are we already getting to the Buddha anthology? Uh-huh. Or, oh, not anthology. The Buddha uh, comparison here. I mean, that's yeah. That's clearly what, what I was getting at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We can we can just jump right into our well. First, before we do that, I always want to start off with a little bit of predictions. Predictions. So let's see what kind of predictions we have. Mm. You can finish chewing first. Well, for Engang. It's not like this. This episode is pretty self-enclosed. Nothing directly to be like, okay, I predict this based off this episode. Yeah. Other than I wonder if grass bending is going to come back in a big way. I, I don't necessarily think so. Yeah. we. It's good to know that that's something that's out there and is doable. And maybe it'll come back in a cool way when like mm-hmm. they have like a Infinity War climactic battle. Maybe it'll come back up. But I don't imagine it coming back that frequently or in a big deal way it it does raise some questions of their grass bending and how are they grass bending they're bending the water within the plant so that it kind of leads you to some more possibilities because of that yeah like can you bend wood i don't know maybe you have to be jacked maybe you need to be jacked (laughs) in order to bend bend wood um naruto will tell you that if you can bend water and earth you can bend wood but that's naruto okay because there's water in the wood. Um, I th- no, it's more elemental than that. But okay. Other predictions. I think the thema- the biggest like thematic thing is the spirit of the forest thing. Now yeah. we like like we know that the moon has a spirit. We know that mm-hmm. you know the ocean has a spirit. We're now seeing that like like a forest can have a spirit. I think. Yeah. I imagine that's gonna start to develop more and more. Where like this mountain has a spirit. This whatever has a spirit. Like and. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be something that Aang, I'm sure, will call upon to draw energy from or draw wisdom or help from. That, to me, is what's going to continue in episodes to come. I know that's not like a juicy <laughs> prediction. No, no, no that's, it's, that's like just a good analysis of like what's been going on because you drew from past episodes too in that Yeah, yeah, statement. yeah. Um, and then on Zuko, I think... He's got the blue mask. Yeah, he I mean... be Batman. Yeah, this is growth pains. He's he doesn't know he he's had such a strong vision of what his goal was, but now that's kind of like trashed, right? So like mm-hmm. he's having an identity crisis. So he's almost like putting on the mask because it's one of the few things like he think he knows how to do. Yeah, but I, I he's gonna toil with it. He's gonna be confused. 
I think he's going to abuse it. I mean, it's kind of obvious that it's already clear that he's kind of like abusing it and like he shouldn't be using his powers for robbing people for food all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's where I see that going. But uh, I think we're probably like three episodes away from him like really hitting rock bottom in some way. (laughs) And like coming out like a more zen, transcended, independent like character. Wow, that is a very good prediction you got there. Because we've been seeing a little bit of a trend here. He stole the bird horse thing, and now he's, oh, yeah, yeah. he's kind of resorting to a little bit of uh, intimidation and violence to make ends meet. Yep, yep. So we're, yeah, we're, cl- we're close to, we're, we're round about his arc. Yeah, happening I mean, you take a dude with daddy issues, and then mm-hmm. you tell him that daddy explicitly rejected him and told his other sibling to humiliate him basically yeah it's gotta hurt it's gotta hurt um i kind of want to jump we talked about uh the buddha reference yeah there's a whole lot of connection to buddhism in this episode yeah the most explicit one of course is this guy who is the defender of the forest he's the one that's in the big grass monster he comes out and he says i sat under this tree and i reached enlightenment yeah. This is exactly the same story as Buddha who yeah, sat under sat a tree. Under a tree. I, don't, I don't know how many days it took him. It's like Mo- six like days, a lot, six a weeks. Lot. Yeah, he was just six starving. Years. Yeah. yeah. He did the same thing. And then he talks about environmentalism where he says everything is connected. Yeah. And that's true for the forest. The forest is one living organism. It's, it's all stems from this one tree right here. Yeah. So it definitely has a lot of spiritual power. And you can see it, you know, physically manifesting in different ways uh, in the episode and that you have visions that are happening. And at the the same time, you mentioned Prince Zuko as going through this stage uh, where he's taking advantage of the uh, less fortunate people. Yep. Again, it's a a very similar allegory to a prince that is going to have a redemption arc is going to see good in the world again. Yes. And see see more than just the world. You got to love, I mean, the A A story, B story formula is certainly a formula in in television, uh, like uh, cable and and broadcast television. But you got to love it when they uh, can weave them not in plot, but in the theme. I I always appreciate Mm -hmm. that. What are some of your favorite scenes slash shots here? All the music, all the music, like the Bayou type music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was great. Probably the the Water Tribe, like the Bayou Water Tribe was probably my favorite. Like in terms of aesthetic, in terms of the uh, tall, skinny guy, short, plump guy dynamic like the two of them had. The R2-D2 C-3PO kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ed and Eddie, you know, that that vibe. Mm -hmm. And their accents were great. The way that they uh, speed, uh, waterbending speedboated those canoes was really cool because they were able to like chase Appa like full speed. That's really impressive. And pretty casually, too. They're just chilling in the boat. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they they characterized them as being, like, not the sharpest folks. Yeah. But they were clearly very deft at navigating these waters. I would say, other than that, the the shrieking bird (laughs) is so good. So if if you guys haven't watched the episode, basically there's this bird that's, like, this puffy white bird. And it opens his mouth. And you just hear... Like a monkey's yeah, screen. just like a human yeah. shriek, and it's hilarious. Yeah. When Uncle Iroh is busking in the beginning, and he yeah, sings he's that dancing. song, he it's a long, long way to busing, say, <laughs> but the girls in the city they look so pretty, or something like that. 
Thanks for humoring my singing there, because it's very satisfying to sing that. Also, side note, I still have no freaking clue what Bossing Say is. It seems like- They keep talking about it. Yeah, they're building mm -hmm. it up. It must be some sort of like, where the Silk Road meets like, big exchange central city, like where the exchange is for on I, I, RuneScape. Yeah. That's a oh, prediction. Oh, on RuneScape? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I never played You know, like RuneScape. the Grand Exchange? No, okay. Is it like, a, it's like, it must be like a Hong Kong or some type of- Right. City that's like very multicultural and has a lot of commerce and heritage. Yeah. I don't want to, because I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, yeah, like yeah. They talk about it a lot. It's, you'll learn more about Boston. That's my, that's my, that's, that's my prediction. That's my prediction. And they um, do a lot of, a lot of interesting things in terms of the art style uh, with Bossing Say. So, and like how they're presenting it culturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm a, I'm looking forward to the, when they finally get uh, All right. when that's explored more. My favorite parts of this episode are like the little details about it. For one, this is also a little bit of criticism, but I want to talk about the good part of this first. Is like the different waterbending styles of the um, these two mm. these two people. So you have like Katara who has her style of waterbending. She does like a lot of ice usage, right? Yeah. And I would I would think that that comes from her being in this like super cold uh, southern pole environment that yeah, they yeah. she incorporates that into a lot of her waterbending usage and these people here on the swamps have like formed waterbending to their lifestyle and they use it properly with like using the the jungle as an extension of your waterbending since water is everywhere and also yeah. being really efficient at like going across the water i just like the the clever ways that they're like tying in these western themes so when iroh is dancing to that lovely song that you sang for us before. That's usually a thing when they say dance. It's usually they're shooting at their feet. Oh, yeah, with like yeah, revolvers yeah. You're right. <laughs> in a Western. That's such a Western, like, not, mm -hmm. like, liter literally the movie genre Western yeah. theme. I mean, I, I think you, you could probably see what's happening this season, though. Like, Zuko and Iroh's story is very, like, American Western sort of story that's happening. Where it's like, yeah. you know, probably they're good at heart, but they're bad, and they do these bad Bandit, things. Traveling bandits. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. They have, a, but they have a heart of gold, and even though they they can be overly cruel sometimes, they eventually are going to learn and yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Iroh's definitely ahead of the curve there. But yeah, there's so many Western things come up, and that was definitely one of them. Where I thought it was kind of funny that they're doing that with swords. Yeah, like, yeah. Sure that would really work. If you yeah, try to yeah. Do that in live action or something. Oh, that is right. Because he was, yeah, mm -hmm. he was like slashing at his feet, not yeah, right. Not, he wasn't yeah, shooting he was. a gun literally. I really like your point about um, how there there is like anthropological thoughtfulness here. We're learning that like the Earth Kingdom is like kind of like China, they're, they're, but there there there's a lot of them there, but they're mostly on land in like these different towns throughout like wherever Ang Angang has traveled. Yeah, Water Tribe is like they're more nomadic and they're they're all scattered in these small tribes. So yeah. You can see how that they've like developed kind of differently and they don't necessarily know about each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These guys thought it was super weird that Katara's from like an icy place. Like why would you yeah. live there? They've never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. I think it'll be cool to see like – it. I, I imagine – I don't know if the show will touch on it but like this makes you wonder, you know, how many other water tribes that aren't connected are out there. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know. So I think that's and really this cool. This also uh, makes me ask the question, this is sort of a prediction, but do you see that happening with any of the other elements? Maybe if we go here, they'll be using this element in a different way. Oh, that's very fair. Yeah, I mean, I can totally mm. see that with Earth Kingdom, especially because that is another nation that is very spread out. Yeah. Very large. 
I don't necessarily think so with the Fire Nation because the Fire Nation is very consolidated and like they're an imperial mm. force. Mm. Analogous to Japan, like it's very, you know, densely. Like a unified culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that being said, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's known when people have like special skills like thunderbending um, mm. or light, lightning bending or whatever. And then, you know, airbending, as far as we can tell, there's there are other airbenders, but I imagine we'll see Aang level up and become more innovative with, you know, mm-hmm. how, how he bends air. I want to push a little harder on the earthbending, though. Like, is, uh-huh. do you think of any examples you can see? Ah, oh, maybe if they lived here that they'd do it this way. Well, okay. Okay. Let me squeeze my brain a bit. We already saw Boomy and that other guy that was trying to uh, hurt Aang to get him to mm-hmm. wake up. Like, we saw them do airbending pretty in innovative ways. Like, there was quicksand. Earthbending. You said, you, sorry, you said airbending. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Earthbending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you saw quicksand. quicksand. You mm-hmm. saw rock shields. You saw like coin discs, like uh, like yeah. like like discs of earth, like and like those coin mm. shapes. You, you saw dust, maybe even, mm. but like in other climates, like how could they use earth bending? I mean, um, I love seeing the gears turning. Yeah, my eyes are like <laughs> darting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Something is it that it relates to climate? Climate like glacial? Glacial? No, vol- volcanic. I- Maybe you earthbend meteors from the atmosphere Ooh, down. The, the, yeah. So, you know, if who I, I don't know anime fans, fans out there. My favorite anime is One Piece. There is a character in the several times. Yes, on the podcast. <laughs> Fine. Uh, there is an admiral that basically can. I think he control. He can control like magma or something. Mm-hmm. But he like pulls in an asteroid. From okay. from the like from space, and uses it as an attack, and that was like one of his like boss level attacks, and it was epic. He can reach that far away, but he, yes, because he's that beast, and he could bring it down, slow it down, because if it's too fast, it would just destroy the entire world. Okay, but like it's not big <laughs> enough to destroy the entire world, but it's big okay, enough it's like to like baseball sized. No, no, it's like thing. you know, it's like a I don't know, like a like bigger than a house. I'm pretty sure if that hit, like if it was that big when it landed, that would be that would create it like another Gulf of Mexico, right? All right, all right, <laughs> all right. You, 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 you. How dare you? How dare you poke holes in my face? You are a guest here. <laughs> I'm a I'm a guest when it comes to One Piece. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But I remember it being pretty big. I haven't watched. One that, Piece I mean in a that while. that would definitely leave a mark, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you could recover from that. Maybe one. you're right that he slows it down enough. But okay, critiques. Yep, yep. I got a critique. You go ahead. You go ahead. My critique is the waterbenders are too fast to trust each other. As soon as they're like, hey, you're a waterbender, so am I. Okay. We're good. <laughs> they, they, were fi- they were fighting for a second. I guess, I guess it's like Katara and Aangang instigate the fight, and they're, the uh, Bayou folk are kind of just defending themselves. Yeah. So it would make sense if like, hey, actually, I don't want to fight anymore. Like, oh, okay, I won't fight anymore either. And also how they stop fighting the um, – well, they stopped fighting the uh, the defender of the forest because he, they kind of defeat him in a way. It seemed really all of a sudden, oh, you guys are not Fire Nation? Okay, come with me. I'm going to show you the most valuable thing in the, all the land. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I feel like my, my critique is kind of overlapping with that. I think my one major critique is that, like, you can tell there was, like, a big, like, thematic takeaway here. But it kind of, like, 
builds and then it kind of goes meh. Like, I don't yeah. really know what they're trying to say. Like, generally, I know that it's, like, good to, like, revere the forest and the earth yeah. and nature. But I don't know what bigger thing that they're trying to say. I I can I can expand what you're saying. Okay. They so if Aang Gang goes and learns this and they're gonna move on to the next thing and forget about that. <laughs> like they're not coming this is like a huge revelation to them. Hey, this entire force is one spiritual organism and at the end of it they're like, Okay, let's go eat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> let's go eat some some yeah. insect lizard thing. And it, like, I feel like if you're gonna do something that huge, it should be connected to the plot more. Do you see the force coming back in the future? The specific one, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe another force, or like another like. I, again, I think it ties in 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 that like we're painting more of a vivid picture of like all the different like spirits that exist through the spirit world and through these allegories and through literal things that happen, like the moon turning black and red. And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. And that that has a lot to do with like others' powers and like bending. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's like planting another seed or like another brush stroke in that like canvas. But uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why we would come back to this specific forest. Okay, gotcha. Is my guess. I don't know. This is a nice world building episode, but I like when the world building becomes something that they can add into their backpack of adventures and pull out again and again. It doesn't feel like they're going to do that at this point. Well, how about a freshman year thesis? I got a thesis. Yep, yep. Hit me. My thesis is... So we, it's it's not really explained why Aang decides to drift on down towards the forest. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's drifting. They decide to shift course, fly away. Yep. But what pulls them back down is a tornado of sorts. Yep. So what could have created this tornado? Mm-hmm. I think what was happening is Aang's spirit was leaving his body. He seemed to be sort of half asleep when he was driving, right? Yep. He his he didn't seem completely himself. I think what happened is Aang's spirit went ahead. Aang's spirit, which has all the power of all the previous avatars. Yep. And one of his previous selves, which was an airbender, created the tornado to bring him down. Because they wanted to show him the forest. Yep. That's it. Simple, simple thesis. Not, not a stretch. That's a great one. Uh-uh. It's like, who created the tornado and created the tornado? Exactly. Which it, makes a lot of sense. Down. Yeah. I, that's a great thesis, my guy. What, what would my thesis be? What would it be? Uh, something about Buddha. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something about Buddha. Tell me something about Buddha. Dang it. <laughs> uh, what are you, I don't know, man. I don't know. Give me, give me, help me out. You got anything else? I don't know. Okay. I don't know Buddhism well at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, I just know like, basically we've exhausted what we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know he sat under a tree. I know he's yeah. about peace and like not seeking. Isn't one of the main things about Buddhism is like accept the present or accept what you have? Acceptance. Or, yeah. And like presence. Yeah. yeah that's it's about mindfulness. It's like you have connectedness is very big. I don't know how to tie. It. I don't really know that much about Buddhism. I can't really comment on that. The thing is like nothing happened. Like this wasn't like a thing happens and you learn and yeah, it's just like, 
a guy that's like, let me tell you about blank. Yeah. And they're like, okay, can we go eat now? You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. why I didn't feel as impactful. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use my get out of free, get out of jail free card on this okay. one. <laughs> Sorry, man. Go ahead. No, I, I love it. I love these stupid ones. Oh, your get out of jail free card is not saying anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I, I, <laughs> I thought you get out of jail free meant like say something so stupid oh. that it's not even worth listening oh. to. <laughs> start saying, start saying something. I'm okay. gonna start the sentence for you. Libs. It okay. goes like this: the forest is not 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 in reality. In reality, but. In the imagination of the collective waterbenders and and <laughs> it's not this bad. Is, this it's is not bad. And this is why we're not a improv <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes, and yes, and we're not. A, see, I'm even failing at that. Yeah, but yeah, I'll say it. Okay. Uh, I actually don't agree with this. I think this okay. the forest does have a spirit, but yeah, let's say I, I write a contrarian thesis to say yeah. that the spirit is not all connected and it's not uh, it's not one organism. It's, what is it? It's really just the subconscious, subconscious collective water bending of these people, as in mm. the branches were the branches and the tornado could have all been. Ang's subconscious. Mm, so that you're saying this is all caused by uh, the Avatar spirit? And or the waterbenders. And the waterbenders. Okay. Maybe not the waterbenders. I'll accept that. That's something I can – I'll have to think about more. <laughs> but, you know, there's more time to think about it because the podcast is ending and we have to thank our sponsor. <laughs> this week, our sponsor is – Popeye's. <laughs> Popeye's Louisiana Grill. <laughs> Louisiana Kitchen. Louisiana Popeye's Kitchen. Louisiana Kitchen. They have some pretty good chicken sandwiches. You can get them now because, you know, that whole – remember that thing? Remember when people had to stand in line Oh yeah, 30 minutes to get a, a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Yeah. Well, you can't do that anymore. You have to be six feet apart to do that. They are still selling those same sandwiches. You can go in without the line and get them now if you, you miss the craze. Yeah. Love that they, chicken from Popeye's. So thank you, Popeye's, for sponsoring this podcast. And thank you, listeners, for listening to this Season 2, Episode 4 of avatar the first viewing we appreciate if you could go down wherever you listen to this podcast give it five stars give it a little review tell a friend anyone that you know that watches the show just send it to them be like hey these guys know what they're talking about most of the time (laughs) say hey i like this you like it i like you we're good we're friends we're all friends you can be friends with these guys too and i'd say yeah you can dude i love it when you riff you're so, you're so talented. Not an improv podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got any words of wisdom? Even if you're a long, long way from bossing, say, you know, <laughs> the, the girls in the girls in that city are so pretty. So make your way on down to bossing, say, and Popeyes, and Popeyes.